everyone to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a weekly conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. I'm your host, Keandria Rivers, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with a very special guest, Miss Lauren Sims. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Keandria. How are you? I'm wonderful. So excited to be on your show today. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, So welcome to the dining room table. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Um, I guess like the best way to describe how I'm feeling today is just ready to talk. But that's like every day for me. (laughs) So I'm just super excited. Okay, same. You know, I I was telling people uh, on my intro episode, like, there isn't really that much that I like to do besides talk and communicate with people. So this is like the perfect place. So I'm super excited to have you. Um, And I'm excited about this conversation and um, prayerfully the lives that we'll touch today. Awesome. So... Yeah, so before we get started, um, let's just talk about how I've known you since, like, middle school. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, I, cause, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were a cheerleader, right, in middle school? Yes, yes. I was a cheerleader. Yeah, see, that is the Lauren um, that I, like, remember, and anytime I think of you, I always go to that Lauren first. And then it's like, oh my gosh, because I remember when I first saw you at BSU, like in the union, I'm like, that looks like Lauren. And then you came up to me and just started talking and I'm like, this is totally Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was super like nice to see. Um, Yeah, I don't know why I always go back to that Lauren, but um, yeah, so from middle school to Valdosta State University um, to now, we're both walking into like being full-blown entrepreneurs, um, business women. For you and for me, I suppose, a light worker and a positive force. So I'm super excited and proud of you, and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, yes, and so much so <laughs> that I want to go ahead and dive into this conversation. To make sure that everyone, um, by the end of this, will feel the same. But, yes, before we get started, though, can you just, like, briefly introduce yourself? So maybe let everyone know where you're from, um, maybe your family uh, dynamic, and just kind of let them know so that we're all acquainted. Because, after all, we are here at the dining room table. Um, Okay. Well, my name is Lauren Sims. Um, I'm from Stone Mountain, Georgia, a two-parent household uh, with my little sister. And um, I am a vaginal steaming practitioner, manifestation coach, and artist. And being an entrepreneur is just, you know, it's like signing up for psychosis. I tell people this all the time. Um, but yeah, I attended uh, Valdosta State University, uh, and I got my degree in English, creative writing. Um, and I was teaching for a little bit. And after teaching, I really just realized that I really am a terrible employee. And after that, um, I quit my job and started Full Bloom, um, which 
I will say it was a passion project. It was more of a, um, it was a decision made like from my own pain. Um, just years of dealing with painful periods and birth control side effects and um, just poor health and poor mental health and just a huge array of things that I see that are common um, in our community as Black women and Black people. And the longer that I've done it, it's really shown me, you know, how much of a necessity, like, it is. So, you know, that's that's pretty much that. That's more yeah. right there. Okay. <laughs> so just make sure that you're um, coming a little bit closer to your mic for our listeners, Lauren. Um, thank you for that introduction. That was really great because we definitely are going to dive more into that. Um, yeah, so you talked about full bloom, which is why we're here. So can you kind of, well, first of all, let me back up. I am glad that you mentioned that you were an educator and that you came to the realization of the fact that you were a terrible employee. I think that's really <laughs> funny. Um, I think that's hilarious because that's so you. Like, as soon as you said it, I'm like, this is totally something that she would say and that she would walk in. Um, what kind of like, what made you come to that realization? And uh, like just being able to own it. Um. Okay. So. Ugh, okay. So when I started working, like when when I was in high school, I got my first job, and I was just so excited to be just working. Period. Right. Making my own money. Mm-hmm. So everything seemed like okay. Yeah. Like I'm just I was bushy tailed and wide eyed and you know just typical me like you know if you think about me from middle school like very much like down to talk to anybody yeah like outspoken I've always been the type of person who stands up for what is right Mm -hmm. I don't care what I'm sacrificing I don't care who likes it or who doesn't um and quickly after graduating from DSU and starting to work in my first adult job I realized very quickly that that is not what good employees do. (laughs) That is not what um, people who are supposed to be following leaders or the rules or whatever are supposed to do. So I can tell you, like, my first staff meeting was now in retrospect it's hilarious but it was really like a train wreck so Uh you know everyone is just sitting there looking miserable they're like oh my gosh it's Wednesday another staff meeting and later I learned what why everyone's energy like plummeted on Wednesdays um but basically it was just like our principal had some idea of what she was doing but not too much she was so far removed from like the generation that we were teaching mm. and it was really like every Wednesday we could look forward to being told that we weren't doing enough that we didn't really care about our kids and that you know nobody has solutions and for me I'm like oh don't worry I'm gonna like, come in here and fix this I got solutions y'all I got ideas you know I can you know I'm, I'm good because right. I'm a millennial they're millennials and I know I'm probably the youngest thing here so we just got to bridge the gap. We just got to bridge the gap. And me, 
you know, it's it's funny that you said like, oh yeah, when you saw me at the union, you just started talking. Like my best friend Casey says the same thing. She's like, yeah, I was just we were volleyball tryouts, and you just came up to me and just started talking. And even my boyfriend is like, babe, like use your eyes when you listen. Like listen first before you just start talking to people. And I've never been good at that. Even you can ask my mother to this day. Like my mom's like, Lauren, your timing is just oh. really bad. You know, like. No, everyone else is just fake AF. Like, Uh-oh. what you mean? We about to sit here and just be miserable. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. So, I guess, like, I didn't really under... I couldn't really gauge how to read a room yet. Um, And I was... I just popped up before anybody even introduced me, girl. Didn't nobody know who I was. And I was just like, well, look, we I got solutions because, you know, we need to change the quote of the day every day. We're doing the right. same quote every day. That's not motivating. And we should come up with, like, we should strengthen the PTA meetings and this and the other. Mind you, this is, like, middle America, lower middle America, low-key. Like, don't nobody got time to be coming to PTA meetings. Have mm-hmm. these parents, you know, are struggling to just cover the bill. So doing anything extra outside of that was so unrealistic. Um, for more for like about 85% of my kids so you know I have all these older people looking at me like oh she just she got that fire waiting until right. she gets to the second year wait until she gets six months and all of that and even my instructional coach is like Lauren let them let them introduce you first I'm like no nah, fuck all that like you know <laughs> I can y'all sitting here like y'all fine like, right I can so see that and I think that's that's really interesting um, because we sometimes, like, of course, after you graduate, and I know that our listeners can attest, like, you graduate and you are so excited to be working because you've been working hard for those four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight years. In <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever yeah. you're pursuing, you are on fire. And so as soon as you get out, you like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. Let me do this. And in retrospect, like you said, you probably suck still because you don't have as much you don't have as much experience or any at all depending upon your field and so Uh even when you were saying that you were you know so excited but yet um as as an educator you can only do so much and I think that kind of goes back to every field like as the professional, you can only do so much and there has to be like a homeschool connection. There has to be parental involvement and there has to be like even for you with Full Bloom, which we're going to get into very, very quick, uh, soon, you have to do the work as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with the parents, they were kind of just like, I'm sending my child to school and honestly hoping that you guys would probably be able to make some change and Mm -hmm. meet their children where they are but it's like at the same time if you guys are doing one thing at home and I speak so passionately about this because as y'all know uh, education is my in my background as well like if you don't start it out at home and you don't kind of become educated and become knowledgeable about what you need to do then Mm -hmm. it's kind of like damn if I do damn if I don't so exactly. jumping into Full Bloom, what exactly is it? You spoke on it earlier, but what is Full Bloom and what is your main goal? Um, okay, so Full Bloom, I now call it a um, herbal feminine healthcare provider. Um, so basically what I do is I provide women um, natural herbal products as well as um self-care and self-healing services. Um, and 
for the most part, we do mainly like womb work um, and womb detoxing. And we also do um, like vaginal steaming. Um, like I said before, I'm also a manifestation coach. And basically what that entails is um, using creative expression to heal and um, incorporating self-care practices in an effort to help women create the life that they want to live, um, to reach their goals, and also to organize their internal. Um, I'm a huge proponent and believer of your external is a direct reflection of your internal. So um, when I was teaching in the beginning, I'll use my car, for example. My car was like very clean. I took very good care of it. On the outside, you know, college, it had, you know, she had some acne, but mm-hmm. on the inside, it was, you know, I'm, I'm a very organized person. And if my space isn't clean and clear and organized, then I have a really hard time functioning, period. Um, right. Cut to the end of my teaching career, um, and I had gotten a new car. When I was cleaning out my old one and trading it in, my mom was like mortified because it was so dirty and there was just so much stuff all over the place from the trunk to the back seat to the front. And she, I won't say it was like 40-ish. It wasn't like that at all. It wasn't that extreme. But just her knowing me and then seeing my car, she was like, what is going on? And she brought to my attention very quickly that you know that dysfunction was a mindset you know like me cleaning my car out that was a mindset and she was saying like you know with this new car please like be cognizant of you know how you're taking care of it and how you're taking care of yourself and all of that because again as a professional and um especially as an educator when you're doing something that isn't necessarily easy to keep at work and it's something that you have to bring home it can everything can overlap so quickly especially when you're not experienced and for me I was definitely biting off more than I could chew I was definitely becoming resentful of my job and the environment that I was working in was so not in alignment with who I am and who I wanted to be so as far as like the services and the manifestation coaching that I tried to um, establish with Full Bloom, like that is kind of, that's definitely where that comes from is understanding the importance of like organizing on the outside, the, uh, the importance of, you know, getting everything in your head out so that you can create more space internally and start to get rid of some of the energy that like really plagues us as a collective and as individuals. Um, But our other services that are a little bit more popular, um, a little bit more uh, well-known are like Mm -hmm. our vaginal steaming services and our Yoni detoxing pearls. And those, oh my gosh, like those are life-changing. Okay. And all of that was great because I definitely feel the same you're when you're inside like you know you're you're really in my mind my head when my head space is clear when I am feeling great internally then that exudes and Mm -hmm. that pours out into you know people that I come in contact with 
with um, on the podcast, you know, even even in my everyday like social media posting. You can tell when I'm feeling good. Like this weekend, I was feeling great. Okay, so I was posting. <laughs> I was happy. I was smiling. I, you know, it was great. So I think that also goes back to what you do with Full Bloom Holistics. You're able to help people or women um, just feel better about themselves, both internally and externally. So was there a personal experience that led you to a, establishing Full Bloom? Um, yes, 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 yes. Um, from, okay, so with Full Bloom, I focus mainly on like menstrual practices, um, menstrual cycles, and womb health, all okay. like overall. Um, this came from my very long journey with my own body and my own experiences with my period. I got my first cycle when I was 10. So um, what's crazy is that that is not normal. (laughs) And a lot of us walk around believing that it is. My aunt got hers at eight and the rest of us got ours around like, you know, between eight and literally like 16. The normal age to start menstruating is 16 and up. Are you serious? Yes. Oh like, my goodness. You're, you're wow. like getting your period. Like I was, I was so far developed physically when I was in elementary school. Um, it, it was terrifying for me um, because <clears throat> in fifth grade I was molested. In sixth grade, I was molested. And in seventh grade, I was molested. And I was sexually attacked three years in a row by three different people. Um, Yeah. And, like, even in elementary school, it was hard to keep friendships because I don't know what it is with women or with girls in general. I'm still, like, this is the whole study I'm doing in my head. But, um, you know, I lost friends because they were like, well, you have boobs and I don't. And I'm like, the logic of fifth graders. Like, what is this? So... Um, it wasn't until I turned 15 that my period started to get really bad. Um, and I can let you know right now, like, however I seemed in middle school, like, it's so, it's so flattering and, like, uplifting to hear your perception of me in middle school because middle school, sixth, or, like, fifth grade through eighth grade were the hardest years of my life. Nothing was harder than that not even college and I went through some pretty oh. like dark in college you know what I mean but yeah. yeah so my period got bad in fifth grade or not fifth grade and um my freshman year of high school I mean debilitating cramps every first and second day of my period I was on the floor naked with chills but also very hot throwing up headache you know cramps that literally just would not let me move in a super heavy flow terrible clotting all of that and I used to have very extreme PMS like extreme mood swings and yeah it was just crazy actually like before I got my first one I like wrapped myself in a blanket and I was just crying like incessantly for no reason I wrapped myself in a blanket I literally slid down the stairs like I was like feet don't exist it's terrible (laughs) And then I like slid across the family room and into the dining room, which is right next to the kitchen for us. And my mom just heard me crying. She's like, Lauren, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, mom. I'm just sad and I'm crying. And 
I don't know. So I just kept crying. Her. She's like, oh my gosh, like, okay. So I think like a month or two after that, I got my first period and she's like, oh, oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm following. I'm following. Yeah. So, so you were like, just so, wow, that, yeah, that PMS was something serious. So yeah. when did you, so when did you understand or realize that you needed to take action to your own hands? Like just kind of fast forwarding a bit, like through up until your adult years, when did you realize I need to make a change? Um, well, I had gone through, uh, my mom put me on birth control when I was 15. So after that, um, that was in an effort to help the symptoms and it did. Um, it definitely helped my cramps. It didn't, it did not help the mood swings though like mm-hmm. it, it helped it in that week but in general it was like the PMS just extended itself into my life and then that week before my period it was like okay I was straight you know what I mean wow so I was on the pill first and then I was on the patch through most of college and my junior year of college I took the Depo Provera shot that literally ruined my life because <laughs> I was on my period for four months straight. Like I literally bled every day for four months. And I think I had in that whole time, probably probably about two or three days where I wasn't bleeding. Um, so that was scary. And I yeah. was also like going through depression at that time. Um, and I had started experiencing panic attacks around my freshman year of high school after I had taken the um, birth control for the first time and I was more consistent on it. Um, I had never had any issue with depression or anxiety prior to that, even going through middle school, like going through everything I had gone through. But as I got older, the culmination of these experiences between being molested, being bullied, being teased, you know, kind of always feeling like a misfit and nobody ever really understanding like what I was going through because I couldn't even understand what I was going through. And right. It wasn't until my junior year of college that, you know, after having my period for four months and then having to take all of this blood stopping medication and then having to take it again because it literally wasn't working and then not having my period for another seven months because of the blood stopping medication I literally said you know what I'm not doing this anymore I'm not taking any more medicine I'm not I'm just not doing this I'm not manipulating my hormones and being at war with my body anymore. Mm. like this is my decision I'm not going to do this um and anyone can tell you anybody who knows me knows that when I make a decision about something when I choose to do something that's what I'm doing and it's not really too much you can tell me that's gonna um keep me from doing it so you know just like perms and this I'm gonna kind of connect (laughs) later like in eighth grade I told my mom I'm not getting perms anymore and she was like um yes you are I put too many too much money into your hair and this that and the other and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not, so thanks. <laughs> then, right, right. You know, and I, I, I transitioned my own hair. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So That's so funny. Um, if you are listening and you know Lauren, once again, you definitely know that when she says something, that's pretty much it. Uh, and it's <laughs> interesting, too, because you have beautiful, well, before you locked, 
your hair even that now I love your locks but your hair was so beautiful like the natural the puff the the natural that was so nice thank okay. you I guess mama was like nope <laughs> Mama like yeah, and what's crazy mm-hmm. is like before that I was natural. I just didn't know how to take care of my hair, and like you like I do now. You know and, what I mean? Of course, right. Sixth grade. I was just about to say, <laughs> like, why do we get the burden of knowing what to do to our hair? I mean, of course, yes, we're young and we want to because what young girl doesn't want to grow up super fast and do her own hair and pick out her own clothes? and choose which jewelry she gets to wear of course we do but I mean we don't know what we're doing and that's why your hair like breaks and you have damage because you know what I'm saying you and like... flat ironing that hair down <laughs> to make sure that your little leave out is okay <laughs> or it's and... like you know I thought I had a little afro in 6th grade but it's like the back was flat because I didn't know how to pull it out right you See, know what I'm saying so right like your hair on the you got that little car rest hair like the, you the feel hair me? flat like, okay you got that like don't lay on it yet till it's done drying Ex- look you know what I'm saying right exactly but you know just just to piggyback on what you just said like growing up I was always very obedient like I was not taking no risks I was not saying no like <laughs> you know when when I started going natural like my mom would put a um what is it not a relaxer but a texturizer thing, yeah a texturizer mm-hmm. at first and that was fine but she was like yeah you still got the curl in your hair and girl like which is so beautiful really need to let that shit go like our hair is fine we are not trying to get rid of the curl b anyways so there's that just had to rant for a second but no worries you know basically after um cut to junior college like I'm in the pits of depression I'm smoking every hour on the hour I don't want to be around people I made my room like my creative sanctuary and fortress and if you wanted to see me you had to come to my room you know like that's when I low-key started getting into jam sessions and I started recording music because there had to be something like more than again what I was being obedient to like my mom put me on birth control I didn't know like I knew that I didn't want to do it but I didn't know how to explain like this is why I don't want to do this same with the primes it was just like mom I'm not doing this because it's gonna seep into my brain like that was the best I could do and then I decided not to do it same with like literally everything else like I I know that daughters and mothers like go through their thing they you know moms want to make us what they want us to be and in the black community in particular that's not always the healthiest thing you know what I mean that's that's Mm -hmm. not always the best thing for us and there's so much that we have to unlearn and heal from and like clean out that you know and and it's so common because I'm not the only one who has lived this type of narrative you know what I'm saying like let me get the curl out of your hair and why you you know let, let me put you on birth control like partially for your period but also because I don't want you bringing home no babies right and you know just the whole- go to school and do this that and it's just like bruh <laughs> when when will I ever have the space and the time to learn who I am what I like and what part of me is mine you know what I mean so it was it wasn't until I came I was going through depression in college that I was like this is not I'm not doing this anymore I'm not coming back to this place for anyone and 
whoever likes it will like it whoever doesn't won't but at this point I really don't I can't afford to give a fuck anymore so I started meditating I know everybody on campus is probably like Lauren's going crazy because I was posting all of this crazy <laughs> shit on her Instagram mm. and it was just back to back to back I don't know what y'all I'm sorry if I exploded on your timeline like trust and believe I was just trying to find myself because like, <laughs> it was so extreme and dramatic and that's just who I am I'm very extreme and very dramatic and I was just learning how to kind of step into that you know and now yeah. I'm like I'm very comfortable with that I don't apologize for it anymore and I use it as my superpower because I'm not like I've learned that I'm not extreme and dramatic it's a lot of other people are just too afraid to step into their extremities and their truth and I don't know any other way to live like I don't know how to put on the mask and be politically correct and do the things that make other people comfortable like I'm one of my friends um, described me as an undoer Hmm. I'm an undoer and I'm a healer but I'm very much an undoer and I really believe that you know going through what I went through with my body I that was my first lesson in undoing a lot of trauma a lot of energetic blockages a lot of physical blockages and undoing years of what generations before us have taught is okay because it's not you know what I mean yeah and it needs to stop ASAP otherwise we're going to keep succumbing to the suicide age is what I call it because a lot of our young kids a lot of our young black kids especially with the rise of social media and this fear propaganda reel that we're exposed to on social media and the news and everywhere it is literally taking the lives of our next generation and our current generation you know what I mean so so can I can I speak on that real quick Um, yeah I so social media taking the lives and just kind of like just really everything you just said especially with like the parents not allowing us to fully walk in our truths but even before we're able we're able to walk into the truth we have to know what the truth is and Mm -hmm. like you said it's really hard for us to do to do that because there are so many things that are just shoved down our throats like hey you're gonna do this because this is the way that I've done it my family has done it your great great grandparents have done it so we're gonna do it this way and it's like because of who we are and because we have so much technology we have so much innovation and we just have so much drive to just understand that there's more out there and I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of us being first-generation college students. Um, that, as a whole, because I know me personally, that's my story. Um, and so sometimes I, I find myself being looked at like I'm crazy when I say certain things to my parents or even my older family members. They're like, what is she talking about? Or what is she uh-huh. doing? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so I even have, like, a friend. Um, she has kind of, and I want to talk to you about this and your thoughts. She uses the um, the Diva Cup for her cycle mm-hmm. because she started her cycle young as well. And so she was like complaining and having some of these same problems that you were speaking of. And so she realized that using the um, like the pads and stuff like that in a tampon, she felt she feels like that is what kind of 
is blocking all of those all of those toxins I guess in her body and that's mm-hmm. why she's having so many of those problems then also moving forward in another realm the younger generation like our siblings and our younger cousins social media and those same forces of parents kind of saying well this is this is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do those babies they have a really 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 hard time making decisions for themselves um whereas we are like outspoken we're gonna get it done for them they cannot seem to speak up for themselves or just make a decision for themselves and I find that really frightening because what are you gonna do like what are you gonna what are you gonna do you know and they're like I don't Mm -hmm. know and like I it's interesting because I see a lot of statuses and I might get a little bit of pushback from this um but I see a lot of statuses and a lot of posts like I'm so indecisive and like I don't know how I feel about it because it's like what do you mean make a decision what do you want to do follow through with it make a move step forward you know what I'm saying it's just it's just strange um (laughs) and I guess we you know I can totally say this because we are here and we're and we're being vulnerable we're being transparent and we're being and I'm being authentic so I can say it's strange it's different uh and then also with the social media thing you said something and made a good point that the suicidal rate or the uh what did you call it the suicide the suicide age right the suicide age that is so huge right now and i mm-hmm. think a part of that is because a lot of people are unable to think for themselves and so anything that somebody says it just automatically attacks their mind and attacks their spirit and makes them feel like I should do this. For instance, my little sister, um, Stormy, she just turned 16, our little baby, uh, and she had a party at the house. So my parents put on a nice, like, dinner party, real cute, real fancy. And so, um, you know, we had, like, a little, like, uh, what is it, uh, a dessert table. And she, you know, told her guests, hey, you guys, y'all can have some sweets if y'all would like. And a few of the young girls were like, oh, I don't want anything. Or, you know, like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And so we get in my car because I was taking them home. And they're like, oh, I should have gotten some of those sweets. And so I said, well, why didn't you? Oh, well, people were looking at me. And I was sad. (laughs) I, I was so sad because I was just like, why do they do that? Like, why is it that, like, you can't make a decision and you wanted some? Because one girl was like, yeah, I was thirsty, but I didn't want to get anything else to drink because I already had. And I was just like, girl, it was plenty of drinks over there. Grab yourself some and get some. So (sighs) off that rant, I just think that you are right in the fact that a lot of times so many decisions so many different things and so many systems are forced upon us that we don't really have any any like leeway to just do what we feel is best for ourselves um so if 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 there are any parents out here who are listening allow your child to be free allow your child to do things within reason okay don't let the child be you know but then again running you (laughs) come on now don't let the child run you but allow your child to be free so in that Lauren I want to talk about 
So, as we all know, the beauty industry, the healing industry, like, there are a lot of people who, like, practice with, like, um, what is it? Like, uh, crystals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now, me personally, I am not really sure how I feel about crystals just because of my religion and just kind of mm-hmm. where I am with God. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. But if that works for whomever, you know, I'm all for it. But mm-hmm. the beauty industry is saturated with women and men who are marketing selling things like the yoni pearls and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so what is your well without sharing your secrets what are your set apart practices what are some things that you do within full bloom holistics that will set you apart okay so we're gonna backtrack because you just gave me like 27 things anyway (laughs) i did i did no it's good though because this is how we talk this is how we talk (laughs) yeah So with the Diva Cups, I, I sell Diva Cups in two different sizes. I um, I learned in college about the effects of um, toxic tampons and pads and the things that they put in these things. For me, I was so fortunate to have a whole bunch of teachers throughout my life, teachers and mentors that always put me on game and always opened my eyes. So this whole concept of, of woke Mm-hmm. stay woke and all of that I, I've been trained to go since literally like 8th 7th 8th grade because I had people t- teaching me about veganism teaching me about fasting teaching me about the history of these religions teaching me about you know um, African American culture and African culture I know about Dr. Sebi and other healers like him in 6th grade you know what I'm saying so I have just been fortunate enough to have like lenses removed from my view and my sight at a very young age. And even coming home and trying to share this information, I got so much pushback and so much, you know, I'm very much the black sheep of my family. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, here go Lauren. Or my dad calls me Lauren Africa, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Just because from, from a youngin, I've been like this. And I've been very passionate about it. And I've used my art and my creative expression to, you know, vocalize it and communicate it. And, you know, I I don't hold nothing against anybody because I deserve forgiveness, you know, and I deserve to release those types of feelings. Um, And I guess we'll get to that post like later. But yeah, like menstrual uh, products, you know, I first started with the discs like the diva discs or the uh the vaginal discs Mm -hmm. um, in high school and I really want to get into selling the discs just because like they're a little bit more convenient um but I use my menstrual cup and it it really does help in lifting the cervix because a lot of people don't realize that their lower intestines are crushing their uterus and their cervix and pushing it all down and causing their vaginas to kind of go into premature prolapse Um, And they don't notice that or they don't realize that until much later um, when, you know, their stuff is hanging or, you know, everything loosens up until they have kids. So it definitely helps like with cramps and, you know, um, you have like a six to eight hour window of when you can um, take it out and empty it and put it back in and all of that good stuff. I recommend definitely always having a water bottle on hand and some wet naps just because it can get messy so that's the only thing I don't like about a menstrual cup but you know it's all good I love menstrual cups okay um, with the yoni pearls there are some fake ones out there 
um, when you Google Yoni detoxing pearls, you're not going to see anything good. I want to mm. go ahead and set the record straight right now. You're not going to see anything good because your doctors and Big Pharma profit off of your chronic BV and yeast infections, off of your uh, fibroids and your cysts reoccurring, off of the uterine plaque buildup that turns into growth and tumors that can then turn into cancer and all kinds of disorders and tilts and things that are going to cause you to either need surgery or need more medicine. Please let's let's let go of my doctor knows better about knows more about my body than me or knows better or knows what's better for my body than me. That is not true. Okay? There's that. Got it. The Yoni detoxing pearls are made of very powerful herbs that are good for the uterus. The vagina is self-cleaning, that is true. However, when you couple that with poor diet and nutrition, high intake of starch and, and sugar and salt, which are basically all the same. Sugar and starch are basically the same thing. And high fatty foods, fried foods, lots of breads, things like that. You're giving your vagina and your uterus a lot to work against. Because it's it like if you know what the actual size, like the actual size of your whole reproductive system fits in your hand. You know what I'm saying? When it's mm. not impregnated and and when it's not inflamed and um, swollen. Black women have been told for years, oh yeah, a seven day period is normal. Blood clots are normal. Cramping is normal. All of this is normal. No, it's not. It's absolutely not normal. And one of my biggest goals uh, with Full Bloom is to give more women the perfect period, which is three to four days, no PMS, no clotting, very light flow. Like, it, it, your period should be more of a mild inconvenience than it should be a debilitating experience that you, like, dread every month, like I used to. Hmm. That's so, yeah. That, that I like that. That entire right? blurb that you just said about the perfect <laughs> period. Um, because I wanted to ask about that, so I'm glad that you that you spoke on it. That is probably something that as soon as you said that, <laughs> everybody's like, Yes, you know what I'm saying? Because that <laughs> right, like I need one. Please sign me up. Exactly. I think because and it's weird, as I've gotten older. I have started to dread my period. Like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Like a whole mm-hmm. week of, like you said, and really, not really a minor inconvenience, a major inconvenience. A major inconvenience. Because I'm like hurting, I'm cramping, my you attitude. Angry. Oh exactly. my goodness. My attitude is fucking terrible. You're like, all this very good, healthy blood that, you, that your body really should be recycling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I have done that for myself. Like, I, I have tested all of these herbs, all of these methods on myself first. So I'm never going to sell anything that, one, I won't use, and two, I haven't dealt with myself. I learned about the Yoni Pearls when I was in college, and that was my first step to, okay, well, because I saw um, Empress Body. Shout out to Empress Body because, <laughs> oh, girl, saved my whole year. Mm. Um, I started doing the detoxes then, and on my second one, I passed my first like mass or my first growth that was in my uterus that I did not know about. 
So my friends had me thinking I had been oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. No. I was like, oh, no, this don't look like no fetus. Like, this just looks like a big lump of whatever the fuck, okay? Oh, my goodness. So I went to the doctor and the women there. Mind you, this is not after. So they're like, well, it's either a polyp or, or a fibroid or a cyst. I'm like, why the fuck y'all can't tell me what is what this is, period. So they did an ultrasound, and I had three more just hmm. in there. Again, when you're cramping, it's caused by those types of blockages. You you more than likely have some type of buildup or growth in your uterus unknowingly, and your doctor is literally telling you that this is normal in an effort to allow it to grow to the point where you're going to have to have fibroid surgery or have um, a hysterectomy or you're going to have to, you know, chronically or consistently deal with things that are going to require you to get cut. Because why? They get paid from, they get paid more from the surgery. They get paid, you know, every time you go to see them, they get paid. Right. Right, so, get insurance. If you have fibroids and you know they're small on, well, that's not a big deal, but I'm gonna wait for them to get bigger and more uncomfortable to the point where you're either your whole uterus is wrapped up in scar tissue or you just have a whole bunch of grapefruit sized fibroids being caused by your diet that I'm advising you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that I'm advising you to eat. And you know what I mean? It's, it's really just a very vicious cycle, and people need to understand that this is a war zone. This world is a war zone. Okay, so you know, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not saying you have to be vegan. I'm not saying you have to do any of that. What I am saying is that consuming more vegetables and fruits and herbs and teas and fasting is going to help prevent things like that from happening. It is going to make your period easier. It is going to help your mood and your ability to think clearly because your brain, I mean, your gut is your first brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm perfect. I will have some crab legs sometimes. I will eat my ice cream and my pizza sometimes, but I am not going to do that consistently. That's not what most of my diet is going to be made of. You know what I mean? If I know that bread and starch binds and stiffens things, I'm not going to be ignorant and be like, oh, it's not going to happen to my body. If you're eating a lot of bread and a lot of pizza and a lot of fried foods and all of that, you can guarantee that your body is suffering because of it. And if you're not fasting and giving it a break to re to relevel its its um, its sugars and its hormones and its blood and things like that, then you're you're just gonna keep feeding it fat. And, and again, a binder. Like if you see start shorts, they don't move. Your body and, won't eat either. And it's interesting that you say that because like I feel like sometimes we don't necessarily know. Like when people okay. Doctors, they be talking a lot when you go. You know what I'm saying? They say so uh-huh. many things. And it's kind of almost, they say it like in like a unrelatable type of way. But you're uh-huh. speaking here and you're saying things like breads and starches will create blockages and they'll do this and they'll do that. That is how people should speak to especially our people because we Mm -hmm. understand better when you kick it to us straight when you let us know like hey all of that right there that's what's messing this up and then like everything you're eating yeah it's like oh because i mean let's be real okay 
okay, we at the dining room table. Let's just be honest and say that anytime before now, when somebody said they were vegan or somebody said they were vegetarian, you look at them like that was like putting a target on your forehead at at the actual dinner table. Like (laughs) literally, like let you walk in that dang old house and tell your Mm -hmm. mama that you are not eating the Sunday fried chicken because you exactly or the cornbread. What right. butter beans, the pigs, the chitlins. Look, you're not gonna eat that. Oh, what? what's wrong with you? Oh, you don't eat pork. Now? Look, oh, me and my what? boyfriend do not. We are vegan. You know oh. what I'm saying? Like we okay. don't eat. Like we don't eat meat. We don't eat like. Okay, we not all the way vegan because sometimes we definitely be having some dairy, but <laughs> we working on cheese. Okay, <laughs> but okay, I feel you know it. what I'm saying? Like it's it's literally like. Our families have a plenty to say about it. You know what of I course. mean? I would, again, back in middle school, I was working on this transition. I've been working on this transition for years. And a lot of my um, failed attempts have been a result of the things that my family would say or like, the, you know, the things that just people would say in general. But I'm telling you, like, though you got to judge your critics sometimes and realize that half the people talking to you have diabetes hypertension high blood pressure missing some limbs you know they don't have good health and they're also miserable so like let that be your precedent for the decisions that you make for yourself and again there's so much toxic behavior toxic mindset toxic practices that we have adopted by way of slavery and that's why I say a lot of this stuff that our moms and our elders are like pushing on us are is wrong you know what I'm saying it is just wrong I'm not disrespecting our elders there's a lot of wisdom that they can give to us and that they do give to us but there's also a lot of terrible 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 toxic or toxicity in general that has been passed down through our generations and the hand-me-down stop here that's like my mantra Hmm. the hand-me-down stop here we will not I'm not doing chitterlings every every new year's anymore you know what i'm saying i'm not using freaking pork to season my greens no more you know what i'm saying i'm not doing that anymore why because i now in the age of of technology and all of this access and exposure to information i know better and when you know better, you do better. That's what the old people say. That's what my mom has always said. When you know better, you do better. So when, once you learn that, oh, okay, this is why this is like this. If you want to have an, if you want that perfect period, you have to be willing to do what is necessary, not only to get your body back to like a, a good state or a stabilized state, then you have to do like the work to remove what you put there, what has been put there for you for so many years. You know what I mean? And then you'll start to see the, the difference in the and the benefits because herbal medicine, it's, it, it's fast acting, but it takes time when it has a lot to work against. Again, mm-hmm. women who come and steam with me, I've helped women who have steamed with me once. And they're like, oh, my gosh, my last period just wasn't that bad. And I didn't have any cramps and, you know, this, that, and the other. There have been women I've helped, you know, prevent. um, I've prevented them from going into surgeries. Like, I had one friend of mine, she was bleeding. And she would not stop bleeding. And she had tumors. And she knew that. I put her on Vitex or uh, Chaseberry. And that is a natural herb that helps to... um, 
stabilize your progesterone levels or neutralize your progesterone levels. And she stopped bleeding after taking that for like three days. And I also gave her the pearls and she purged and she didn't have to have that surgery. She stopped bleeding and her tumor shrunk. So and her doctor was like, awesome. what, what did you do? And I'm like, she went to somebody who understood, who understands the medicine before medicine. You know what I mean? Yeah. People need to stop looking at herbal medicine like it's like something to scoff at. When really, boo, you made out of water and dirt. Let's not get this, let's not get it twisted. Well. You, you made out of water, dirt, and God breath. So calm down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel and that. If you know the history of gynecology, and I think it's so ironic. Like, it's so funny and ironic that the father of gynecology, J. Marion Sims, we share the same last name. And mm. I'm doing this work. That you know, is ironic. Wow. Yeah, J. Marion Sims did all types of um, terrible, like, experiments on his black female slaves. And of course, back in this time, like, it was believed that black people didn't um, didn't experience pain. So hmm. they okay. were doing experience experiments on our children, on our men, on our women. We know that the history of experimenting on black people is very like. It's there. The information has been there. We've known about that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, and it's still going on today. You know, there's a whole birth crisis. You know, again, a whole birth war against us. You know, and our our black mothers are dying in pregnancy. They're not getting the type of care that they should. And again, they're not even uh, receiving the education to know about you know birth workers like midwives and doulas and again natural ways of taking care of themselves um during a prenatal and postpartum right you know what so, I mean? so girl I could go on and on yeah totally <laughs> and uh I want to ensure that we are um that we're you know being cognizant of time um and I am grateful because I've learned quite a bit today with talking to you but I have just like maybe two more um kind of wrap it up questions mm-hmm. and then you know we're gonna close out but I wanted to ask you um so you were speaking about like helping people and helping people heal okay first of all do you have do you have any services for men like any is there anything for men that you can provide or no um, the, the coaching services, yes. I'm more than willing to, like, extend that to men. Um, it's just that my whole business kind of tailors to women because okay. my products are, like, for vaginas and right. stuff. <laughs> and my services, like, but men can steam as well. They can get A hmm. steams, which is just anal steams. And um, that's good for people who may be constipated, who um, may have anal mucus, may have hemorrhoids, things like that. Um, okay. And men can get A-steams as well. Like, they just have to know that they can and they have to be comfortable enough to come in and do it. Right. Um, I've seen some guys come in um, with their girlfriends or their wives or, like, you know, I've seen them do it um, that way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men in the LGBTQI2, did I say that right? Is that all of them? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Okay, cool. Well, I think it's all of that. Um, Who partake as well um gotcha and that's kind of men can do it yeah so that's kind of where I was going with my question um and hoping that we kind of um remain inclusive and kind of just make sure that everybody is 
uh, everybody is accounted for if you mm-hmm. were able to provide those services. So, oh, with all of that, do you feel and, you know, be brief, <laughs> do you feel <laughs> that there are any right or wrong ways to set yourself free? Um, no, I don't feel like there's any any right or wrong way. Um, one thing I know that we started talking about before, um, before we even set this up, was people who get on social media and they're helping people and they're advising people and things like that. And they they love to start out with, well, if you're not doing this, then you're not healing mm-hmm. or you're trying to, you know, hide from your healing or this, that and the other. And I would say that, it, you know, everyone is in a healing journey. And the first thing to understand with that journey is that there is no destination. There's no destination. You're never going to get to the day where it's like, okay, I'm healed and it's done. No, it's not. It's, it's going to take more than, okay, I went to therapy for six months and now all of, all of the years of trauma and anger and resentment and sadness are just gone and they're never going to return. Healing is a daily choice, which turns into a daily practice, which then turns into a lifestyle. Right. How do you know that you are in the lifestyle of healing? It's every single little itty bitty baby step, every single itty bitty choice that seems small, but is so big. It's, it's all of that culminated over time. You know what I mean? So with the people who are like, oh, well, you got to be alone if you go and heal and to truly know yourself and this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, that might that may be what you had to do. But I've gotten just as much advice and seen just as much healing from people who are with other people who are really learning about themselves. And they're with people who are just as committed to their healing journey as they are. You know what I'm saying? Both for them and for themselves. And you learn so much about yourself when you are dealing with other people. When you 100%. are in, in your ships. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody like drive a ship or, or be, you know what I'm saying? You can't be on a ship by yourself and there's a storm coming. Exactly. That's just not how it works. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? All this be alone and, and don't do this and don't do that. It's like, no. Do what you do. <laughs> Live your life. Make your decisions. Go through the addictions and things like that. Because guess what? Every single day that you are in your darkness, you get closer. To, you take one step closer to saying, I'm so done with this bullshit. I'm over this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. 100%. But you wouldn't have done any of that if you if you hadn't been addicted in the first place. If you hadn't been in depression in the first place. If you hadn't had the anxiety attacks in the first place. If whoever did whatever to you didn't do it, you would not be in the position now where not only are you stronger, you're wiser, you move different, and the gift of it all is that you get to share your breakthrough and and your journey to the other side with other people because this world is a war zone. So look, there's no wrong or right way to do this. There's, there is not. I, I like you know in and some people will be thinking in this perfect world everyone's vegan and we're all peaceful and nobody does anything wrong 
and we're all just loving each other and singing kumbaya and meditating and like there's a time for that but at the same time fuck that because there's like if everybody was like that if everybody was the same you know if everybody was on the same path like exactly this world oh yes exactly and it's interesting that you say that because my last guest Erica she's an artist and she was literally she said the same thing like how boring would our lives and our world and just in everything that we like were doing would be if we all had the same agenda with the same plans and just felt the same way so I thank you for that I thank you for this conversation um I hope that everyone who has been listening has learned some things and I want to ensure that you guys are able to partake in the beauty of full bloom holistics and also this beautiful spirit that I have here so Lauren if you could um let everyone know how they can follow um your business okay well um you can go to my website if you want to book a steam with me or book um, a consulting session or anything like that. I do events and parties and things like that at um, www.fullbloom, holistics without the W. So that is H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-S.com. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at fullbloomholistics. Um, and if you are interested in any of my artistry um, from music to actual like visual arts you can follow me at gpk underscore kaba that's k-a-b-a um and i don't really do twitter like i'm really trying to get better at it but y'all yeah. hate twitter like, yeah. i'm not gonna lie I hate twitter. but <laughs> yeah you can and um you can also find me on facebook um just type in full bloom holistics and the big sunflower should pop up um, and I also have an eBay account for those who have eBay or just would like to go via eBay. Um, if you do use eBay, please leave a review. That is why I have the eBay so that I can build my reviews up. And yeah, that's about it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm definitely, I know I've been telling you that I'm getting to you. I'm getting to you. I want to try out some stuff. Um, guys, if y'all go to her site or visit her or follow her um, Instagram page or anything please let me know how you guys like it leave her some comments let her know how you enjoyed this show this episode um just yeah let's just keep the conversation going once again thank you so much for being here Lauren I definitely appreciate it I know that you have um changed some mindsets and transformed some thought processes to be able to make ourselves better um i appreciate you and i'm so grateful once again so thanks again for coming to or listening to the dining room table everyone um we will see you guys next week thanks again bye bye